before we sing that song, I wanted to share a short story with you and then read a couple of verses that I think go well with the moral of the story. And it basically goes that there was a woman and a man that were traveling from Tennessee to Arkansas. Unfortunately, they get stopped by a state trooper, and the trooper's walking up and um, coming up to this car with a husband and a wife who uh, have an interesting way of communicating because as the trooper comes up and asks the first question, he says, you have any idea how fast you were going? And the wife immediately chimed in and said, what did he say? The husband answered, he wanted to know if I knew how fast I was going, if I was speeding. And then the trooper started looking around at the license plate, and he said, well, you're not from around here, are you? He said, no, we're from Memphis. Wife chimed in again, what did you say? I told him we're from Memphis. And then finally the uh, state trooper asked another question, and he said, you know, I think the meanest, or really a statement, you know, I think the meanest woman I ever met was from Memphis. And the wife again said, what did he say? He said he thinks he knows you. Sometimes we have a, a major hearing problem, and it affects how we perceive the world, and it affects how we act, and it affects what we do oftentimes. And I wanted to read uh, just a couple of passages, first of all, being in Matthew chapter 13, because as you think about the need to hear, we often talk about that being the first step to being converted, and, and it really is, because, I mean, it, 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 it seems like the simplest choice, but sometimes it tends to be the hardest one because there are a lot of difficult truths that the Bible has to give and it comes down to are you willing to hear some difficult things or are you just going to say I, I would rather not so in Matthew chapter 13 as Jesus is going through some very strong parables for for us to learn from he ends this parable in verse 9 by saying he who has ears let him hear now as you go down uh, and, and you see some of the explanation that Jesus gives, we're not going to read the whole passage here, but as he gives some of the explanation as to what this parable is supposed to mean and what we're supposed to take from it, he kind of makes this uh, distinction between why uh, he speaks in parables and why some uh, are, are able to understand and others are not. And as he gives this explanation in verse 16 speaking about the disciples he says but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear for truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it and hear what you hear and did not hear it the very reason that the disciples were able to understand the parables that Jesus was teaching was not because they were anything special it was because unlike the rest of the crowds they came and wanted to understand. They came and wanted to hear what was the meaning behind these things. You're going to hear the truth whether you like it or not. The question is, are you going to come to it to really try to understand it and apply it to our lives? And in fact, I think it's so, so important that when you get to Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ in chapter 2, as you uh, see Jesus giving these messages to the seven churches of Asia, at the end of this Bible story, it's still talking about the need to hear. In verse 7 of Revelation chapter 2, He who is an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life which is in the paradise of God. Then you skip down to verse 11 as he gives another message to another church. He says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. 
Skipping down to verse 17. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, to him I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone and a new name written on the stone, which no one knows but he who receives it. And then you can keep going, and after every message, it ends the same way. He who has an ear, let him hear. I just think it's too strong of a point to overlook that from the beginning of the gospel message, when John and Jesus begin their ministry, the whole point is that people will hear the message. And you get to the end of the story, and God is still saying, make sure you, Jesus himself is saying, make sure you hear. And so when we talk about those steps to salvation, it absolutely does begin with hearing. Because it doesn't stop when you get to, uh, you know, at, at, once the church is established, it just continues. Are you willing to hear the gospel? Are you willing to allow it to come into your life? And even though it's such a simple yes or no, that really does kind of pave the way for whether you're going to be headed for destruction or headed for salvation. At the end of Revelation, in Revelation chapter 22, it says, I testify in verse 18, to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues which are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. And so I like how verse 18 starts because it isn't the exact same as uh, what's the message given to the seven churches of Asia, but it's still down that same vein, isn't it? I testify to those who are hearing. Would you be able to be categorized as one of those people of those who are hearing? Or are we those like the crowds in Matthew chapter 13 that initially hear the words that Jesus says but does not care to pursue them? Are you willing to pursue them? Are you willing to allow that word to truly cultivate the kind of faith that God says saves? Be willing to be faithful to him till death. Make a confession based on that belief, and that means repenting of everything that he says to do away with. And be baptized in newness of life that you can rise uh, in, his, in his life. So that way we can live a resurrected one and walk after the footprints of our Lord. Are you willing to be like him this evening? Are you willing to receive that kind of salvation? Are you willing to take those steps? It all starts with, are you willing to hear? Maybe you're not completely ready yet. You need a little bit more study, a little bit more encouragement, just a little bit more understanding. We would love to help you in that. But it starts with, are you willing to make the correction? Are you willing to pursue this? And so if you're subject to the invitation of Christ by any means, please come forward as we stand and sing number 100.